This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome. This is Dr. Vic and you're listening to another episode here on The Mindful Experiment as each week we share an interview we have with someone to share space with us to help us level up, to expand, to grow in our life in some way, shape or form. All about that mindful experiment. So this week we had the pleasure of interviewing Amber Shaw. We had a blast. We talked a lot about health and life over 40 and how she built her wellness revolution brand and so much more. We dove deep into how to balance your physical, your emotional, spiritual well-being, all about taking care of you. I think in life and in for entrepreneurs and uh, people who just want to become better and you know, just life in general, we don't take enough time to build our reserve, to reset ourselves, to refuel the tank. And this is a great one where we dialogue a lot into this and so much more. But to dive in a little bit about Amber, she is the founder of the Wellness Revolution. Uh, she's a leading global movement for thousands of women to empower them to rediscover their confidence and create a body that looks as good as it feels. As a nationally board certified health and wellness coach and a certified personal trainer, Amber is committed to overhauling the diet culture so women have the support and accountability they need to change their lives. Amber is also a motivational speaker, a philanthropist, and an internationally recognized authority in the health and wellness industry. Her mission is to help millions of women heal their relationships with food and themselves while empowering them to transform their lives, love their bodies, and create lasting results. Sit back, relax, enjoy this one. I had a blast with Amber. I know you will too. So here is Amber Shaw. 
Amber, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I am super fired up to be here. I'm excited to have you on. We had a great chat just before jumping on here, and I already know just the energy that the listeners are going to gain a ton out of this. So thanks for being here. Let's get started. I'm ready to rock and roll. Are you? Yes, let's go. (laughs) So first things first, listeners always know, I always like to ask this first question right off the bat, and that is, you know, your, your story, how did you get into what you're doing? How, what, what, and you can, you know, what was the, uh, I talk about like the pinball effect. My listeners hear this a lot from me and it's, it's one of the things where life is never always that one way street. Sometimes it's a, we go off a couple ways and here and there, and then we figure out, Hey, this is what I really wanted to do. So if you don't mind sharing just a little bit of how you got into what you're doing today. Yeah, gosh, I would love to just because I mean, you talk about the pinball effect. I mean, Lord, you know, I've got a massive headache from how much I've been bouncing around my entire life to get where I'm at. But, you know, for me, it is absolutely and I think with a lot of people so much of who you are and, and where you are today, I think really starts when you're a kid. And for me, you know, now with the work that I do as a body transformation expert for women over 40, so much of where I got to that really started when I was a kid. My eyes all growing up uh, suffered with a lot of body image issues, um, started my first calorie restricted diet at the age of 15 and my early twenties, I was bulimic. Um, I really, really struggled with my sense of self and having confidence and feeling comfortable in my skin. Now from the outsider looking in, you would never have known that. I was a track runner. I was a cheerleader. I was an athlete. Um, I was never really severely, like really, really um, overweight. It wasn't until I got married and had kids, my first pregnancy gained about 65 pounds um, and just really um, un, very unhealthily lost that. And it just just has been this constant theme my entire life of being unhappy in my body. And really, though, for me, kind of the um, the spark that really just all of a sudden turned my life upside down and how I made this massive shift to doing what I'm doing now is um, in 2018 when my marriage um, completely fell apart. My, that was the beginning of the end of my marriage. And at that point, I had um, been married for about eight years. Um, I had two children. I had a very successful corporate sales job. I um, had been doing that for, you know, 16 or so years. And from, again, from the outsider looking in, things looked great, but they weren't. And in 2019, uh, the beginning of 2019, I was getting ready to turn 40 and I was really at kind of my all-time low of just being really, really unhappy. Again, my, uh, my, my marriage was, was in the middle of falling apart. I was just even more so, so unhappy in my own skin. Cause I really hadn't healed a lot of, oh, I hadn't at all really the, um, a lot of the, my own body image issues and just how I felt about myself. And I was just in a low and I was getting ready to turn 40 and I decided that I really needed some time by myself. I really needed to go inward. This is around the time 
that because I was going through all of this, I really started to seek answers. I'd always had a a spiritual connection. I grew up religiously. I grew up in a Christian home. Actually, I grew up uh, Pentecostal, which you're familiar with that. It's definitely a more extreme version of Christianity. Um, And so I think in my 20s and 30s, I, I really... I always had that foundation, but spiritually, I just, I think I really had kind of, um, was, wasn't as close to, um, you know, what, what I call God. I know you can call whatever, you know, universe spirit, whatever, but for me it was, it was God. And so I, I really started to reconnect, I think going down that spiritual path of just trying to find some answers. Like why the hell was I going through all of this? You know, what, what was the purpose in, in this? And, and, and I, because I knew, I knew that, um, I, I knew that it wasn't in vain. I knew that I had, that there, that there was some silver lining here. I just didn't know what. So I started really diving into meditation, started really, just getting quiet and going and going more inward and starting to really connect with my intuition and my own voice for so long. I had been kind of in this rat race, working the corporate job, um, you know, with a husband who traveled all the time, taking care of two small children, children, really being the house manager, just constantly in this um, very, you know, this, this masculine energy all the time, constantly in this push, 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 push mode. And I think, I just really lost a lot of myself. And so I was turning 40 and I decided for my 40th birthday, instead of doing my um, girls gone wild trip to Cabo, like I had planned, um, I decided that I was going to go to do a yoga retreat in Costa Rica by myself. My best friend ended up meeting me over there, but really we were kind of going just to come together for a little bit to, but to really do some work on by ourselves. And I'll never forget, I was um, sitting on the beach and I was meditating and I was journaling and meditating and really just seeking some answers, asking the questions, you know, what, what is, what's the point of all this? And, and I was really, and I was starting to really at this time to evaluate, like where in my life was I really unhappy? You know, I was unhappy with, with my job. Honestly, it was a great career, but I was bored and I knew that I was meant for so much more, but I just didn't, I didn't know what. And I was unhappy in my body and I was unhappy in my skin and my feeling comfortable in my skin. And I was unhappy in my marriage. And so I just started really, really, um, you know, asking questions and, and, and I started writing very, just kind of like brain dumping. One of the most powerful tools that I've found in this whole spiritual awakening, I, I call it that I've been down and since, you know, since 2019 is a powerful tool for me is really just brain dumping where you literally just pen to paper and just get it out. And so I just started writing down all the things that I was, that I, that I love to do and that I was passionate about. And all of a sudden, um, I'll never forget it hit me like a ton of bricks and it's a very simple word word, but it would just in that moment. And if you've had any of these moments, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But in that moment, it was so clear to me, the word coach. And I just wrote it down and I was like, okay, like I couldn't have heard that any more clear. And 
I didn't know what that looked like. I felt like I definitely felt called to coach women. At that time, though, I had really didn't know that it was going to be centered so much about body transformation because I was still at the very beginning of starting to heal my own body image issues. So the thought of coaching other women in that regard seemed like that was no way terrifying, right? Like how could I coach other women in that when I'm already, I'm a hot mess with it, right? So I didn't know what it meant. But I did believe it had something to do with my, with what I, the gifts that I had, which was really my interest in nutrition and fitness and all of that. And so, um, because I'm a doer, I'm a total type A perfectionist. I immediately came back from that trip and I took action. Um, I knew that I didn't know, I didn't know what was going to happen with my marriage. I didn't know any of that, but I knew that, um, I needed to, um, I needed to say yes to this. It was so loud and so clear to me that I needed to say yes. And so I did. I enrolled in a year-long integrative nutrition health program. I re-upped my personal training certification. I had had it when I was younger, but it was really just to like further my like obsession with fitness and all of that, not really to like do it as a job. Um, and I just started to continue to grow my, my, uh, to go down that spiritual path and to really, really start to lean into the idea that I was exactly where I needed to be, that I didn't, that, that I'm not, that I didn't really, I didn't have the answers and I didn't know why I was going through what I was going, but I just knew that I, that, that I was where I was, was supposed to be. And I had read at that time, a book, um, by Gabby Bernstein, the universe has your back. And that really kind of opened up my eyes to like, okay, I I'm going to lean into the pain. I'm going to trust my faith at that time was so strong that I just knew that, that that's what I was supposed to be. The path I was on was exactly how it was supposed to be. And it was okay that I didn't have the answers. And for a total, again, type A control person, that was a very, very uncomfortable and scary place for me to be. But I just kept going. I just kept going. And um, in 2019, um, I um, we, it was apparent that 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 divorce was, was where we were going to head with that. And I, um, but I just continued down, uh, this, this road of healing myself, healing my, healing my relationship with food, healing my relationship with myself and really trying to figure out this coaching thing. And I will say that, um, cause again, I'm such a believer that things ex happen exactly the way they're supposed to and for a reason. And so I launched my business in 2019. And at that time, I think that I was because of where I was at and because I just knew that I didn't want to, I knew I wanted to help women. And I was so in the middle of my divorce at that time, I really felt like maybe I might be what I was supposed to be doing was like helping women, um, young moms, maybe with small children and how to navigate that. Because I think so many of the issues looking back and through a lot of therapy, so many of the issues of my marriage stemmed from just the stress of being young parents with, with young kids and all that. So I wanted to help women with that. And I launched my business at the end of 2019. And I always joke, I'm like, when I say I launched, like literally I turned on the website. Okay. I knew nothing about being an entrepreneur. I knew nothing about a business. I knew nothing about any of it. Um, and I, but not that but like crickets, right? Nothing was happening. Then the pandemic hit and I heard a marketer talk about 
that getting on that TikTok, and I forget she said this, she said TikTok was kind of like the wild, wild west of social media. And she was really talking about growing a business on TikTok. And so I decided, I was like, well, got nothing else to do. And I'm terrified of myself on video and all of this. But at that time, I would say like my drive to succeed way superseded any sort of insecurity that I had. And so I just did it. And before, and I, and I got on there and I just, I was trying to really figure out how I can connect to women over 40. Um, and so I just started telling my story. I started talking about my lifetime of being a yo-yo dieter, my body image issues, um, and my, um, just what I'd gone through. And I really noticed that women started to connect with that. And before I knew it, I had a following. And before I knew it, I was helping women with, with weight loss and with body image issues and with fitness and all of that. And it just, and hormones and all the things that we deal with, with life after 40. And it just happened. It just happened. And pretty quickly, God showed me that this is what I was supposed to be doing. You know, universe, spirit, whatever you call it, they showed me that this is exactly what I should be doing. And it became very, very clear to me that it was time uh, that, that I, that it was okay for me to walk away from my 18 year, very successful, multiple six figure sales job and just dive head first into that. Because I knew, even though I was scared as hell, I knew that I could always go back to b- doing sales. I knew, but I knew, and I had to honor that I had been shown enough and I trusted that I had been shown enough that I had to give this a chance and, and to not do that would be to be denying myself. And, and I just had to lean into it. And so here we are now, now I'm with you and, and that's it. <laughs> I love it. What a story. There is so much that I can extrapolate and so many questions come to mind, but would you say perfect timing of starting a business in your type of business and with COVID happening, couldn't it happen any better? Because like you're talking about TikTok, right? And I know a lot of mentors of mine were saying like when the, when the, when the, when this all was starting and the pandemic started happening, the lockdowns were happening. They're like, you can freeze and get all scared and fearful, or you can take advantage of the market because what are people doing? They're on their phones more now. They're, they're paying attention more to, you know, social media and all this other type of stuff. Cause that's what, you know, people spend a lot of time on. Um, was that perfect timing in a sense? Like if you, when you look back at it now going, wow, hot, that just aligned beautifully. Or, or am I just, uh, it was, it, was it not that at all? No, I mean, you're so right. I mean, it's so funny though. I will always say though, like there's never, that's never a, exactly a perfect time for anything, right? You always just have to like give it a go and just see and just do it. However, yes, absolutely. You know, I think that when the pandemic hit, there were, and talking with a lot of people that I do on a daily basis, I think, uh, and, and not to put them in two you know, categories, but I think there were a lot of people that either went um, kind of shut down and operated out of fear, which rightfully so is a very scary time. It's still a scary time. But I would say then I think that there was another uh, maybe group of people that said, wow, this is, this is the time, like when am I, this is a time for me to really look inward, to, to, to take a look at my life, to, I would be, I would love to see the statistics on how many job changes occurred after the pandemic, right? Like I think because a lot of people took the time to go, uh, to go inward and figure some stuff out, but yes, strictly from a business standpoint, 
I couldn't have even have uh, dreamed it any better, right? Because I didn't even realize um, that, you know, growing uh, that, that to, to grow an online business, there was no better time. Um, I'm grateful. I think that what helped me, and I didn't realize that was just my, um, my sales background, um, and just kind of innately knowing how to, uh, to, to operate a business, I think really, really helped. But yes, I think that for those that were able to, you know, hit the ground running and really take action. Um, I think that they came out over the last year, definitely ahead. It was crazy for me. It's been crazy. No, I, and I can agree more. I had three clients where two of them businesses got shut down. That's it. They they couldn't work. And so they shifted careers. And I had another one that uh, decided to choose to shift careers in the midst of it all. And I always kept telling them just, just you know, we worked on the mindset side of things. But I said, don't worry. And when, when you get a year from now, just imagine where you're going to be. And they look back now and they're like, I don't know how I could have done it. My life, it, it. Everything has expanded. How can that happen during a freaking pandemic? And I'm like, because, and I kind of went through the background of why that happens, but um, it's one of the things where, you know, like you said, there's people who it's fear or taking action, right? I can be mm -hmm. in fear mode. This is the environment. The environment's going to dictate me or type A personality people do the opposite. Well, I control my environment. So this is what I'm doing. And this is how it's going to happen. I love that. Totally. How hard was it for you? Because I'm a type A personality, driver, task-oriented individual, all that. How hard was it for you to shift out of your mind and trust that intuition? And I know uh, my background's in chiropractic, so I do a lot of neuro stuff. And, you know, there's a left brain, right brain. You know, you're probably more, I'm basing on gender only. Um, left Women are more left brain uh, weak, right brain dominant. So that's why, like, when you're talking about, like, the dumping effect, how it helped you so much. It's very good for individuals who have a right brain dominant brain because you need to get this stuff out of you. Um, left brain dominant individuals, mostly males, they, we need to physically get it out of us. That's because mm -hmm. of how the left brain works. Um, but how hard was it for you to, was it easy or hard to shift into that intuition and to trust that process? I mean, it's something I work on every day. I mean, it's, it's incredibly hard. I think when you are such a, again, type A, you know, task oriented, all of that, there's absolutely a level of, of control there too. And when things, um, because again, like you said a minute ago, those people that say, oh, Hey, I control what I'm doing. I'm going to, during the pandemic, I'm going to do all this and that. And for people like you and I, who are, who are doers, um, to when things are out of our control, that is really, really unsettling. I, at least it is for me, very, very unsettling, um, very, very uncomfortable. But you just get to the point where you either have to accept it or you go out of your freaking mind, right? Like you, you because when you can get to that point where you really can just accept that you that the, 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 this is out of your control then you have to say okay so i'm here and i've now accepted that this is out of my control because we're action oriented people we say okay so then now what right so so now what and i think that that just kind of continues on so okay like i've accepted that i'm here but so now what and so now i think that you know, in connecting with, with your intuition, I think that it just allows you to really feel a little bit more grounded. I think it allows you to operate a little bit closer to your authentic self, to have a little bit more 
um, confidence in the decisions that you make. And so I know for me, in order to really hear that voice, because I think especially as just busy people, we are, have so much noise constantly coming in that we really can very easily lose that, that interconnection, that, that, that intuition, that, that voice. And so for me, what's been really, really, really powerful is, is meditation is just, is getting quiet. And I know meditation means a lot to a lot of different people and I don't meditate one. I, my style of meditation changes daily, depending on what I need. Sometimes it's guided. Sometimes I'm praying. Sometimes it's, you know, just going into the abyss. It's all of the above, but I think that, um, yeah, it was, it was really hard to let go. Um, but once I was able to get there, um, I think from there, it was just, again, a matter of staying, staying, staying connected with myself and figuring out things in my day, like journaling, like having, even doing some breath work. How could I just honor myself by quieting out everybody else? Love that. And is there, you know, that's, I appreciate you bringing up the meditation part because I was going to ask what tools help you get out of that state, right? Um, um, you might be asking, how long have you been meditating for? You know, I would say pr- like consistently, I would say for the last couple years, I think I tried to dabble in it before, but you know, it's funny about, cause I, I teach meditation to, to a lot of my clients. It is something that I absolutely incorporate because even from a, from a health standpoint, I mean, the amount of cortisol that pumps through our body on a daily basis, having some tools. And as you know, I mean, cortisol is a huge connection to your ability to lose weight, just your overall health, all of it. So for me, having those tools in your pocket of how to, to lower that is really, really important. But, um, you know, I think that, when I got stuck on the cortisol and I'm like, wait a minute, I, I, I'm like, I lost my train of thought here. Wait, you're, <laughs> I, get, I get going on this. And then you're asking me about how long I've been meditating and yep. okay, Just how yeah. long you've been meditating. And, and, the, and, <laughs> yeah. and then what are like, so like another thing I can ask too, cause I always love seeing what it has done for individuals. Cause you know, meditation is, is to me, I think everyone should be meditating. It's totally. one of those things where, uh, I, I won't even get into the neuro, the neuroscience behind what it does for the brain and how it shifts things. But, um, what were some of the things too, just to add on to it all, how has meditation, meditation changed your life in a sense? So not only did it get you out of your head and get more intuitive, what are other things maybe you've noticed just so the listeners can hear? Cause I love for them to always, I talk about meditation a lot, breath work and all those good things. And it's one of those things where people will be like, okay, doc, yeah, that sounds great. Especially my patients. I'll say, Hey, do breath work. I'm telling you the technology, what I use and they analyze things for their nervous system. I'm always like, you just got to do this, this, and this, this is what's going to happen here. And we'll get to where we need to get to just trust the process. And they're always like, uh, yeah, breathing, or I'm not going to sit down with my and meditate. I, I just can't. Um, um, but what are some other things you've noticed that meditation has helped you out with in your life also? Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? I remembered as you were talking exactly what I was going to say, which was when you said people are saying like, I can't, um, I just can't meditate. I just can't. Well, I think that is so much of what my mindset was before I had a meditation uh, mentor. And she really kind of taught me, and this is what I teach a lot of my clients too. And for people that are type A, that they say like, the reason why I don't meditate is because I can't shut my thoughts down. There is a misconception that meditation is shutting your thoughts down, right? That is impossible. We have what, like, is it like 80,000 thoughts or something in a day, something absurd? 
And what I really learned, and I think when I when I got this, what I re- when I really really got this, this really helped me. Number one, meditation. The reason why they call it practice is because it's a practice. There's a guy that I love, um, a teacher, an awesome teacher named Light Watkins, and I don't know if you're familiar with him, but Light Watkins teaches meditation. He makes it very very accessible. And what he talks about is that meditation really is like mental push-ups, right? And when you're meditating, it's not about um, silencing your brain because that's impossible. What it is, is it's about getting a, having a thought, recognizing that you're having the thought and learning to release it and set it aside. And my meditation mentor always referred to that as almost like coming back home, whether home is to your breath, home is to a mantra, like, and depending on what's going on, or if you're new to the practice, you may have a five minute meditation session and literally have to come back home, like catch yourself going down the, the rabbit hole of thought. And, you know, you could be three minutes in and you've already done your to-do list for the next seven weeks. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm supposed to be meditating here. I need to breathe. That is totally normal. And what I found is that you get better at it. Where in the beginning I could do a five minute session and I would literally have to come home, come back to the breath, pull myself out of the rabbit hole 75 times. And, and now I, I'm better at it. I'm better again, goes back to the mental pushups, the practice. So if any of you are listening to somebody like me that is like completely type A and has a million thoughts and is always bouncing from one thing to the next, know that that's normal and that it really is, it takes practice. But what I found that really changed my life is that I was able to take that work of being able to pull myself out of obsessive thoughts. And I was able to take that off the cushion or off my floor, whatever it is you're meditating. I was able to take that off and out into the world because I am somebody that, and especially I know a lot of ladies too, and men do this too, I imagine, but like we get going down that talk track, right? And obsessive thoughts and thinking things and, and replaying things over and over and over again. And it can make you crazy. And when you can learn to shut that down, when you can learn to shut it down and let it go, that is a game changer. And I know for me, especially when I was going through my divorce, when I was going through, um, even when, even now, when I start going down that rabbit hole of um, feeling I'm not good enough or I, my self-worth or all of that, when you're able to take what, what you really work on in meditation and bring that out into the world, it just allows you, I think, to release a lot of that negative thought and kind of talk yourself off the ledge pretty much more quicker. That's at least for me, I don't know if you found that, but for me, that's what's been a game changer. No, totally. I mean, it's one of those things. I mean, and, and for the listeners too, I mean, I've been meditating now, what, 14 years. And it's one of those things where you talk about like, even like thoughts, right? 50 to 70,000 thoughts go through our mind each day. So that's, you're never going to get away from them, but it's one of those things where even like coming back home, or I always just say like, your, your focus is going to go away and then you bring it back here to center in the moment. And it still happens even to this day, as long as I've been meditating and I meditate every single day, at least 10 minutes minimum, um, it will happen from time to time. Sometimes I've been racing. My mind's been racing a lot. I have a lot going on. So sometimes when I go into my meditation, it's like, I can feel like those distractions are still happening. And I'm like, Hey, 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 calm. Let's just get back. Use the breath, right? Center. You got to get back to center. So for the listeners that still happens. That's why I love how you said it's practice because it's still one of those times where, um, cause even my, some of my clients and some people follow me, they're always like, Oh yeah, you've been meditating for so long. You could just go be like a Buddha and just go sit in the corner and be done. I'm like, 
no, I'm human. What are you talking about? Like these, no, I get distractions. Those thoughts that you go down a rabbit hole. Yep. That happens to me. I'll get into a deep thought. And all of a sudden I'm like, Whoa, two minutes went by. What am I doing? Let's get back here. Right. Totally. Totally. Yeah. So totally connected with that. Um, one of the questions I want to pull back from your story to bring it up here is you talked about settling in. How hard was it for you to settle in trust knowing that where you are is where you need to be? Because I, I truly believe that is something that humans have a hard time with. Again, we like to control. Ego likes to control. We like certainty. We don't like uncertainty. I think that's why fear was such a huge thing. I know we can talk, you know, there's the virus and the whole thing and all that, but there was the uncertainty of life of what life is going to look like because of this and the lockdowns and then ones are going to change. So that uncertainty factor, I think really brought out more fear in people. Um, how, what was, what are some things, you know, I always, I love that. I always ask, how did you settle in? What did you, what was there conversations? What did you do to get to that point, especially as a type A? Um, and, and I know we probably are crossing over with some things we've already talked about. And then, you know, just looking at, uh, we'll, we'll start from there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, for me going especially really during the time of my divorce and when my marriage was unraveling, it was really that mentality and that mindset is what got me through on a daily basis. And sometimes it's what got me through on a minute by minute basis. I think because when you experience trauma or when you are going through something and it doesn't have to be as traumatic as a you know divorce it could be you lost your job or it could be maybe you're having some financial issues or whatever it is i think that there definitely can be a difference between settling into um, knowing that you're exactly where you need to be and then also taking action just because you're accepting that this is where you need to be doesn't mean that you can't take action to change your situation. But what that does mean though, is I think that that what it, for me, at least it created a level of acceptance. And once I was able to accept that this is where I was, then I was able to take action a little bit from a different standpoint. And so from a, on a daily basis, I think when, you know, especially again, keep going back to like type A and control and all of that, that I am, I think that, you know, when you're going through something very painful, it's very natural to like want to have answers and want to know like why, um, how is this going to end? And, and, and what's this? And you can, again, make yourself crazy. And I think when you can settle into, okay, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the, what the answer here is going to be, but I just trust that I, I am exactly where I need to be. And that's all I need to know for this minute. And that's all I need to know for today. And it can just really help you again on a, on a second by second, a minute by minute basis, just, um, allow yourself to, to lean into it and just let go of the control because with so much, when you're trying to control stuff, you know, the outcome and the answers and all of that, it creates such, at least it did for me, such a level of anxiety and stress and fear. And when you can really, again, lean into it and just say, okay, I'm here. And I don't know why I'm here, but let's, what, what can I do to, what can I do for me to change how I feel about this, to change how I feel right now? You know, Gabby Bernstein talks about this in her, 
last book where she talks about the choose again method where, you know, and you're probably familiar with this. It's like, you have a thought or you're having a feeling and, you know, we, I think as humans are very, uh, we can, again, attach ourselves to this thought, like we just talked about and kind of go down that rabbit hole. And really that just begins a whole negative talk track, but you really can have a, have a thought. And the first step is to, um, forgive yourself for the thought, no judgment, forgive yourself for that thought. And then you can, in that moment, you can choose again in that moment, you can choose again and, and how you want to feel and how you want to look at things. And so for me, when I was going through a lot of that stuff and I would start to have a lot of fear and anxiety about how this was going to end in my life and how all this was going to look, I would stop and I would choose again. And my choose again thought was I'm exactly where I need to be. And, and this is, this is painful, but I trust that there is a, uh, that there is an end and there's a light to this tunnel at the end of this tunnel. So for me, it's been huge. I love that. Now in my work, I, I always do a lot of things with, cause my, my whole emphasis is mindset. So one of the things is perspective. Um, did you do things where you, you know, choose again method where do you create, um, so in my work, I always tell people like, if this is, you know, this is the, this is what you think it is. Or this is the, this is how you're seeing it. Okay, great. That's one perspective out of infinite. So how about we take a step back, go back to neutral, and let's look at a different perspective and create a whole different story of what you want that to be. And then we can go the worst, the middle, where you think it is, here's the worst case scenario. Let's just go to the worst, and then we'll go to the what's the best. And then you choose which story that you want to see for be fulfilled. Or you can just create something that's in the middle. Let's say you're like, ah, this is what I think, this is where I really was. Here's the worst it can be. Here's the absolute best, but here's where I'm, you know, whatever it may be, you get to choose. And do you ever do like story, like looking at like your story of how you wanted that to be like projecting and saying, no, this is what I'm choosing. Here's the story I'm going to tell myself. Here's the thoughts. Here's how I'm going to view this. And that's it. There's no other, I'm I'm deciding in other words, uh, in that way. Oh my God. I'm smiling ear to ear only because I just like literally just went through this yesterday. So, um, I am now like in the dating world, right. Which I'm like, I haven't been in the dating world in like 15 years. Okay. And like, it's a scary place to be at 42 and haven't dated in, in 15 years. And so, um, and a lot, so yesterday I was going through this thing where I was talking to my mom and I was like, well, I don't know, mom, you know, he hasn't even texted me all day. Like, I don't <laughs> <laughs> the thing, right? Takes me back when I was like 15. I'm like, what the heck? And so I was like, you know, that gosh, I mean, you know, maybe that means he doesn't like me anymore. Like, I just don't know. I felt totally like a teenager. And my, you know, my mom was like, okay, so let's like, let's like worst case scenario, let's paint this out. She's like, but let's also flip the script, right? Let's let's look at you also haven't texted him all day, right? So let's look at this and let's look at this. And so we sort of played out the different scenarios. Okay, well, maybe he was busy with his with what with his job or whatever it is. And so, yes, absolutely. And so then I immediately was like, okay, because I think that um we definitely, and again, this is human nature, and and I think that we always, our mind wants to always go to the worst case scenario, right? Like our mind always wants to go to the worst thing, whatever that is in in life. And so I absolutely think having that perspective um, shift where it's literally, whether you're talking it out or you're kind of writing it down, but having that tool in your arsenal where you're able to really um, take a step back and be like, okay, I'm going to play out these different scenarios. And, and, 
and I'm going to choose which perspective that I take on this. And it sounds like such a simple exercise, just like the choose again method. It sounds like such a simple exercise, but it really is so powerful. Um, so anyways, but yeah, that's why I was laughing so hard. Cause I was like, yes, I actually just went through that, um, last night. So <laughs> I love it. No, it's just one of the, you know, and it's, it's, it's fascinating because it's, it, I learned this years ago. Cause I would always, again, control looking at one thing versus another. And then I was like, hold up, you're the creator universe always has, you know, always, I always say universe always has always works for me. Um, like all these universal laws, all these principles I studied, they're all, they're, 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 they're laws. So they have to work. So eventually I was just like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to choose a different story, right? Cause sometimes you, you go down one path and it's like, you hit a roadblock and it's like, okay, um, what's this story going to mean? So then you create the meaning of what it want. And if you really hone in on it, it becomes that for you. Like, um, and I I can go down so many rabbit holes with that, but it's one of those things, right. But like you were sharing in like a relationship thing and it's like, you know, going into that and you can look at it one way we go down. Negative is so easy to go. So easy. Right. So easy. The mind will, it's so much more power and attraction to that area of the brain. But then there's that other side where it's like, but hold up, wait a minute. I, what if there's a whole, like we always say, what's the, this is the worst thing that can happen. What is the best thing that can happen? And, what if, and, and I was, it's kind of like the same saying, like I always tell people shoot for the stars. If you land on the moon, you just, you still did something outside this, this, this planet. So it's like, it's the kind of the same concept. Here's the best scenario I want to have. This is kind of like it is, but don't be attached. Right. And then you just let go and say, I trust this is, I, this is what I'm putting my energy to. And I'm trusting and that's the end of this. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I can't, I was talking about this book with a, with a girlfriend of mine the other day. And all of a sudden now I'm like, I can't, now I'm trying to remember the exact name of the book, but basically it was just talking about real, our reality is just the story that we tell ourselves. I mean, that's pretty much it. Our reality and we all have our own reality. And it's crazy because it, it the story that we tell ourselves is may, is completely different from what somebody else is experiencing. And of course, that goes from our own basis of our own limiting beliefs and childhood and all the psychology of that. But yes, like life is really just the story we're telling ourselves. That's it. I mean, that is it. And so I was like, God, that's so true. It's so true. It is. And that's where like this, again, coming back around to meditation, right? And it's one of those things where I always tell people, like I wrote my first book, I said that, you know, meditation really is just a practice of focus. That's really what it's designed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, now that focus can be whatever you want it to be. You can focus on, like you're saying, sometimes I just want to go into abyss. Sometimes uh, you can meditate just to try to get to like if I'm working through something and I'm like, all right, let me go into a safe, let me get to my, let me get to my safe place. My, my, my bliss state is what I call it. Uh, and then from there, I'll just, the things will come. I'll just get there. I'll trust. I know it's going to come. And it may not be that one. Maybe, you know, maybe in between meditations or whatever, but it'll, it'll be that point point. But it's what you're saying is the stories we tell ourselves do create our reality and, and especially the words and all these other things. But it's that focus we put in, right? Because that's what we're really doing. If you think about it, when you put in, think about a story that you've, you've, you've may have said over and over and over, um, something may have happened and you share that story, you keep giving that life to it. And the more you keep doing it, it's going to, it's still going to show up because ego has to do that for you. It's the purpose of the brain. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, in your, in the process you were sharing, it's one of those things, how to then, um, you know, shift the story, shift perspective and your life will drastically change. Totally. Totally. I love it. Well, yes. I love this. This is awesome. Real quick. How can people connect with you? Find out all you're doing. I know you got a podcast coming out, so share all those mm. details and I'll have it in the show notes also. 
Yes, absolutely. Um, so you can find me on Instagram and also on TikTok. I'm Miss Amber Shaw. So that's MS Amber Shaw. Um, my website as well, ambershaw.com will have all the details coming up about the podcast. It's going to be released um, at the end of July. So um, it's the wellness revolution with Amber Shaw. We're going to be talking nutrition and fitness and mindset and relationships and really all things life after 40. So I'm super, super pumped. And everybody, that will be in the show notes. Amber, I appreciate you. This was an awesome combo. Uh, thanks for taking time to share space with us and all the listeners here at The Mindful Experiment. Uh, this was a blast. It was amazing. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing it with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing it with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling.